0: This is Top you see your weekly supply of the dark side—not just the dogmatic,
1: narrow
2: view of the Jedi. hello everybody my name is josh roach i'm casey schreffler i'm chad campbell and i am brian steber there are 36 days left until star wars the rise of skywalker and there are negative days left until the mandalorian how's it going guys
3: good good good
2: so, how was your guys's uh, week in Star Wars? Anything, anything else excitable other than, of course, the uh, live action premiere of the first live action Star Wars show? Yeah. Are you
1: kidding me? We got to see this great new scene with Greedo added in there for the Han. Oh
2: yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so I, haven't wa-
1: I haven't watched it yet,
2: but I heard oh, about. Oh my! Oh good. Yeah,
1: awesome. I love it it's terrible makes me yeah just cringe a little bit but it also made me laugh and cry so i guess <laughs> <laughs> i had the same emotions yeah and it was followed by a what the fuck was that so <laughs> uh,
4: another another one of the most useless additions of all the things you could have changed why <laughs> you're,
3: making me, you're making me want to watch that right no, now pull it up it's all-
2: oh oh it's it's
4: worth watching
3: yeah. oh
2: here it is with me tell jobs.
0: i'm a high even I get bored sometimes. Do you think I had a choice? Oscar. Yes, I bet you have.
2: McClunky.
4: <laughs> McClunky. What the fuck is that? That's just clunky. It's,
1: it's my clunky it's
4: clunky Is coming to get him <laughs> gosh what a stupid thing to add <laughs> You're for all the people that are mad that clunky. george lucas left star wars show them this show them this
2: <laughs> yeah because it was george lucas uh chad you and i were talking about this earlier it sounds like it was george lucas uh when they were making the 4k scans for when for the, before the he 3D. sold yep for the 3d releases.
4: Yeah, he made this change.
1: I mean, he sat there, made the change, watched it, and thought, yeah, that's that nailed it right there. Like, what? <laughs> My clunky.
2: Well, this is also the same guy. I mean,
3: I kind of get it. Like, I kind of think, like, I don't know what
4: that word means, I guess. But I would assume it means mean something along the lines of, like, well, like. This, this, it means, this. like, I'm going to kill you now. Something like yeah. that. It's great.
2: Yep. So, Here's yeah. what it is. Here's what it yeah. means, guys. Here's what it means. And it's Hutties. Yeah, and didn't, it has didn't been Sebulba said, say it? Yep, Saboba said it to Anakin in Episode One, and it means this will be the end of you.
1: Good, that's what I like to tell people before I kill them. Is yeah, this hey, will
2: be the end of you.
4: I love in Raiders of the Lost Ark when after the guy comes in with his uh, sword, um, he he stops and then says, "Hey, now it's your turn." <laughs> it's
2: the like shot is like out of place. It looks terrible. It's quicker. It's a quicker like cut. Than yeah. Anything else in the movie? You know what's funny
4: is I met the guy that played Greedo at Comic Con just this weekend, and I was talking to him, and he hates that Han didn't shoot first. He huh. hates that. Um, he was saying like, because because we interviewed him, and of course that's going to come up, and he's just talking how that's uh, the one of the dumbest changes he's seen, and he didn't, uh, as far as I know, like he probably did not know about this change because he didn't oh, know about yeah. Han shot first. He All right,
2: guys. Shoot. The Mandalorian. Let's do it. Let's dive in. We start off. Uh what did you guys think of the uh the initial planet, the ice planet there when you first saw it? Anything jump out to you?
3: Besides the creatures from under the ice? Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I mean, good god. Like just from I, I was entr- like entranced from the very opening of it, like one, once it said the Mandalorian and it went into the opening thing, I don't think I blinked <laughs> throughout the entire episode. I thought I was watching a movie.
1: Yeah. Well, the and, production value is just about the same
3: as a big budget film. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then all of a sudden it ended, and I was like, what? <laughs>
4: I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And yet, once, after that beginning, once the title's on, like, if you're not, I said, if you're not hooked by then, I don't know if you will be hooked, because I just couldn't look away after that. It was, it was awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, uh, the, I think the first Thor, right, where they had the creature running underneath, like, the ice below them to catch up to them after they oh, yeah. through. But, um, I mean, Disney's Disney.
2: Marvel's also Disney. Disney's fast becoming everything. Um, the the blue guy that they went in, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, I caught that uh, the, the bearded guy, you know, tells him like, hey, you spilled my drink, Mando, which it seems like Mando is like a derogatory term at this point. And right. he didn't actually spill his drink. He, he knocked his own drink over when he was roughing up the blue guy. Uh, yeah,
3: I saw that
1: yeah no no
2: he didn't do yeah that. but
1: if he admitted he spilled his drink he couldn't try to get a free one so well,
2: right, yeah or intimidate
1: a free which, one out of it
2: which count dookie uh brian that guy should be your next cosplay bald <laughs> beautiful big beard
1: and then basically dead so that sounds great
3: if I, grew, <laughs> if I grew up my beard i could cosplay as the guy who drove this them
4: on the speeder
2: yeah actually, uh what's, what's that guy's name he's a comedian Background and yeah, yeah of-
4: he does a D and D podcast. I'm pretty sure. Oh, a really? A badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, the, the entire opening scene was
3: was awesome. Uh, good God! Now, I here's
1: mean, my something. complaint about that. in the what's that Jedi game coming out? The Fallen Order or Fallen something? Fallen
2: Order. Yep. Yeah. Friday.
1: Any sort of decapitations or limbs flying off because you know it's Disney and only robots can lose their parts to a lightsaber. And then you got this opening scene where a guy gets cut in half by a door. Come yeah. on.
4: Well, it wasn't a lifesaver, though, to be oh, honest. Okay, it a door. So <laughs> if
1: we walk around with giant doors, we can cut people.
3: <laughs> 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 right, and you have to consider like the audience that they're trying to sell video games to. They're, they're, they're still trying to push it towards kids, even though most people our age probably still play video games. Right. Yeah. So right. they're, they're trying to get that E for everyone rating instead of the T for teen rating. Hey,
1: everyone can watch arms fall off it's if you don't put
3: blood in it it's
1: fine hey star wars is for
2: 12 year olds right and uh right every other movie well pretty much had a some sort of limb getting chopped off so do we think that kids are more or less desensitized in this day and age than they were in the 70s and 80s i mean look at
1: look at all the disney movies from the past where they now have to put like cultural warnings on before you watch yep.
2: <laughs> so. oh yeah on disney plus i noticed that and most you know the beginning of star most of star wars it says uh depicts uh tobacco use or something like depictions of tobacco use is a warning at the beginning of a lot of the movies
3: well yeah here in california we have something called prop 65 uh there's signs everywhere every parking garage everything that uh, warns you that the chemicals in this area may w- lead to cancer. Awesome. Um, it's just uh, it's just a thing. And actually, um, what's the guy? Rob Lowe. He was a huge proponent of that um, back in the day. But mm-hmm. uh, I, going back to the blue guy, I will say that he was my least favorite part of the episode. He was the only thing that made it feel like TV. Um, <laughs> See, I really enjoyed
4: him. Actually, I thought he was really funny. I, it, I, I liked him. I liked him. <laughs> See, I thought <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't hate him or anything. I, I kind of enjoyed the character and his awkwardness. Just, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it at all. I mean,
3: I didn't hate it, but I'm saying that that was the one thing that took it to TV for me, as opposed to the rest of it and the entire beginning. Making it seem like a movie. The, right. His his presence and his acting, although it was good, made it seem more like a Farscape episode, right, than, than a
2: movie. Kind of very. it was almost. What do you guys think of? Like, okay, Brian, the big bald guy with the uh, with the beard, was uh, speaking Hutis, and then you got the alien blue guy speaking like the Queen's English, right. Oh. I mean, you
1: gotta assume that most bounty hunters and criminals are speaking Hutis because they're the crime lords. You gotta speak the language to do the business, and English, right. obviously, because that's the most universally spoken language. Because
3: just cause America has r- has Nar- Shaddaa, has Nar-Shaddaa been established in in universe yet yet? Like, I believe in-
2: so. I believe so. Yes.
1: But I mean, speaking Huttese, it's pretty, it seems like it would be a pretty, pretty common... general.
2: Yeah, but I mean, just for the human guy to be speaking Huttese, and then for the blue new alien guy, which um, I guess he's a mithril, uh, which he says as much, he's like, uh, you ever seen a mithril um, clear their, uh, what do you say? Um, thorax. Thorax. It's not a pretty sight. What do you guys think of the new, of that like alien costume?
1: You mean the swamp thing? Midget yeah
2: kind of kind of. Look. <laughs> <laughs> i heard uh i've heard this like uh toss around that it looked very star trek to people it,
3: it, it did it, it actually reminded me of the orville which is already a star trek offshoot yep. Um and that's why that it kind of led me back to the tv feeling instead of the movie feeling the rest of the episode was all movie in my mind
4: what about we'll that intro well. music uh, I loved the score, and it took, me a, it took me the second time watching it to actually really love the music because it is totally different, and there was no, like, distinct pop-out themes. There wasn't anything that I was like, yeah, I'm going to be humming that for a while.
0: Right. It fit.
4: It was very appropriate, but it was much more Hans Zimmer than John Williams. Yeah, yeah. I
1: liked it. It, it was nice. It, it went with the whole spaghetti Western feel, so it didn't be yeah, me yeah. out of it at all.
3: I just I the only the only thing that I ask is I hope we get twin sons or a version of twin sons at one point during some the point.
2: Oh, I'm thinking we probably will get something of that sort, but uh I it reminded me of like the good and the bad and the ugly. Yes. Oh, yeah. and I think it's very much supposed to. Uh you know what Tim Q and I uh have always said about the good the bad and the ugly score. No, but I'm sure we'll we're going to find out. So, <laughs> will somebody will somebody whistle whistle that uh that tune for me real quick? <laughs> No! <laughs> yeah so, uh, timq Tim Q. and i have long said that uh, as long as you whistle that them um, and then you follow it by any screech or scream of any sort it's just it's perfect good
3: <laughs> i like to think of it as building anticipation for something bad to happen but Tim Q. Tim Q.
2: And any story that starts with Tim Cuban eye is going to be great. So so what do you guys think of the one-liners? Like one that stood out to me here in this opening sequence was I can take you warm or cold. Oh yeah. I loved that.
1: I liked uh, it, but I liked his other one where, Oh, we have you at four to one. I like that. I like I yeah. yeah. The,
4: the,
3: warm, the warm or cold thing is interesting because at that point in time, you don't, you you think that he's saying I can take you in dead or alive, basically just like an old Western then you, and then, and then it ends up getting revealed that no, he's talking about. I'll, I'll just freeze you in carbonite. You can come willingly and sit there and shut up, or yeah, I'm no, we put don't put know much
1: about this. What Mithril alien? What if he's cold-blooded? So
3: technically, he can't
1: take him in warm. Ooh. So everything <laughs> is just, why.
3: I mean, probably, but why would he be in an ice planet at that point in time?
2: Right. Well, uh, wouldn't unless, expect to um, find
3: him there. Unless he's sitting on some sort of like
2: heat chair. Yeah. Or
3: he's just in hiding.
2: He's staying he he is sitting right next to like a uh a, a small fireplace, like a wood stove, which I noticed only because like the you know, on the front of wood stoves where they have the glass front, it was cut like the imperial um I don't know, the cutout the oval lights, I forget the actual term, the pill lights.
3: See if that ends up if that ends up being the case, that is very, very smart. But then they're driving through this open ice field, yeah. Unless they have you know heated seats in that Junker, where parts were falling out of. Right, he goes. They up. go to
2: the Kubaz, which is the uh, the snout alien with the flute, and they call it, they call the first speeder, and it's a brand new speeder with a droid, and he says, "No droids, no droids, no droids."
3: I like that. I I like it because it. it it feels like a callback initially, right? To like right. Obi Wan, you know, flyings for droids, blah blah blah. But uh, obviously, there's something else. Yeah, it feeds here.
1: It into the character. Like, why then, no droids? What's and I'm happening? sure,
3: Ch- and I'm sure Chad just loves it. <laughs> he loves every second of it.
4: Well, I I was saying this. I said I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem with useless things that don't actually impact the story, like useless frivolities like oh that bartender who was mean well that's because his whole backstory is this look if you need that kind of backstory to to say your line you're a fucking terrible actor have you
2: ever drawn In anything Chad?
4: do you like coloring books i mean no i'm not I like no. To watch grown men wrestle <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I did i'm saying one, like have you ever have, you did, okay hold on what go ahead you like to watch i, grown I, men I did
4: like it once at, 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 at like six years old i loved coloring books six oh i time, thought you
2: were talking about grown, grown men wrestling no,
4: that was that was uh, 17 through 19.
2: <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, you know, you take a picture and you can, you can draw it pretty nice. But just have the outlines like, oh, the coloring book's okay as it is. And it works as it is. You can tell who it is. But once you start coloring, you just like add some detail, start shading it in a little bit. It's not taking away. It's just adding a little bit of detail. Was it fine without it? Sure. Is it good with it? But
1: it's adding. So. It's
3: adding. I mean, it sounds like useless sounds shit. I, see, I, I see. I disagree, Chad, because you're not under. Like, I, I already feel like you're gonna shit on every episode that's coming out after this because this guy, this main character, the Mandalorian, who we have, you know, who we haven't even seen him, but we're, we're still attached to this guy. He does not like droids, and you see flashbacks of him apparently to the Clone Wars. You assume he grew up in the Clone Wars. That's canon. Right, canon. Right, the, droid, the droids were the bad guys, so it it makes sense for him. Well, and Chad's saying
2: he's like okay it. with the new character, and this is a main part of his backstory. Right, you just don't like that they're. I don't like that, gaps, that that they did it for. It.
4: No, I don't. I don't care at all for this character because it's going to be a part of the story. What I'm saying bugged me is when you guys told me that the guy at the bar who said, Woo-her. "Hey, his we name don't is serve their kind there." Had a backstory that I find ridiculously stupid. Just that call him by like, name, Chad. It's that's woo-her. like fans it's, trying to find something new to masturbate about, and they're like, oh, wait, wait, it's that guy, it's, uh, oh, his family was, cute. you know, and that's, that's how it goes. It's, it's Star Wars, everyone has shit. a backstory. I know, but not everyone, everyone has a needs a backstory. And right, that, but that, it's, but it's that's what kills background.
3: me. And if people are interested, then they're going to be interested and they're going to write about it
4: Who the fuck is interested in that? What kind oh. of person is so sad with their life that they sit down there they're like, you know what, there's more to him. Well, this all, is all, like,
3: all it, like is, all it is is all an escape, man. Like, right? Just like watching movies or reading books, you get backstory to various characters, and sometimes <sighs> you want more. Sometimes you don't. Like, who gives a shit about the the fucking shoe you lost when you were seven? Somebody might, dude. Like, yeah, if, someone, somebody, if this was the, if this was the Star Wars universe and people were watching it, someone might care about you and what yeah. you did in the past. Well, and
2: that's what uh, Dominic's uh, our guest from. Uh, Last, last episode, who's uh, featured uh, fleetingly in this episode. I talked to him about it, and he said he, is, he hasn't even watched the episode yet. He is holding his breath until the 22nd, which is the third episode, because he knows that's the one he's hoping to actually get some screen time on. Yeah, I, you know, I, lo- I went back and looked. I couldn't he, find him. Was I he, saw him a couple was times. Was he in this one? I yes. haven't seen him at all. He's I in the background for, in two shops um, in the cantina with grief. I, Okay, I went, I,
4: I went back and watched. I couldn't find him. I'll
3: yeah, find I, some
2: screen I, grabs I, I was for you. I went
4: on this one. I just could not. I tried to look for him, but yeah, I did not see that character. I, I,
3: I went back with the specific intention just to find him, and I and I couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, and so like that's his hope, right? That he is a a background character, or even if he's in just a scene, if he gets just a line, you know, he gets an he wants to get a name, and he wants to have a backstory about him. Like, imagine how. Chad if you were if you were the bartender right <laughs> right you get that job and you have you have like one line one line you're uh-huh. one line we don't serve their kind here uh-huh. you know how yep. how hyped would you be how how excited would you be if you found out that they then went back and filled in your story to where you were like a survivor of the clone wars
4: Okay, so I've been an extra and I've had one line of dialogue in various like indie projects. And if if someone came up to me and was like, Dude, did you know about your character's backstory? I'd be like, No, I he said one thing at a desk. Like well, well, it's, it's, I probably the wouldn't give a shit.
3: Like, the, the difference is this is a franchise that's forty plus years old and not an indie film. Like I've done indie films too that have gone nowhere. Right. You know I mean? At that point in time, I agree with you. Like, no, I, I don't care because this is nothing. But they, they thought the same thing about Star Wars when it was getting made, you know. Right. And right. now it's this huge cultural phenomenon that spans almost half a century. and it, It's going to probably span more than half a century when it's all done. So when you look if – if you're going to the future and those indie films took off, right, look 20 years from now. see so the indie film has sequels, your character's brought back, and – um. You know, they they create this little backstory for you, and everyone everyone you know people want to know about it. Would would you be like, no, this is stupid? I would
4: probably know? say, I mean, if I can charge someone forty bucks to shake my hand at a comic con, fuck, I'll be whatever you want me to be.
2: Well, look at Greedo. You know, like Greedo was. You you said you uh, interviewed the person who played Greedo, and they had a position on the Han shot first thing. You know, they. Right. So they take ownership of this stuff, and so I mean it's all this other little things, and even all this crap in Star Wars that people get. Uh, you know, we're rolling into bigger and bigger things. Speaking of crap in Star Wars, two things they talked about crap in Star Wars for the first time. Yeah, uh, I know. Count- I loved that Count Dookie. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, they were talking about their uh, the gray hole dump, and it was uh, them. Everybody dumping their gray hold from their ships that were attracting the uh, the ravenaks, the ravenoks, which uh, I thought was pretty interesting. And not only did we get talk about dumping the gray hold, but also speaking of uh, referencing other crap in uh, you know in Star Wars, we got a uh, callback again to the holiday special in a couple of different ways. Oh
4: man, I I was so <laughs> jacked about that. That was awesome.
2: So the the Ravinock when he when the creature that sounded kind of like a T Rex on steroids um from Jurassic Park, when he grabs onto that ship, that was another callback to the holiday special where the Mandalorian has to use that that same like staff rifle yep. to shock the creature off the ship, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and that's Ben Cannon. That that was in the that was a bonus feature in the uh Blu-ray release, that cartoon was. So that whole cartoon has been canon. Um, it's life day that hasn't. Right. Until, until, until now. now.
3: Yes. Until
2: now. Yep. So on the ship, what would you guys think of the design of the ship? It's, it's underwhelming. Overwhelming. You don't like it?
4: I, it's not my favorite. I, I agree that I thought it was like, it was fine, but I, I, it didn't stand out to me at all. I never like gave it a second glance and thought like, wow, cool. Uh, I, I like the ship. And,
3: and the reason why I like it and I understand why it's underwhelming is because of the fact that you know, this guy like he he goes to get new bounties and he's like, "Oh five thousand doesn't even cover fuel these days." And you look at his armor, it's all, it's all dinged up and shit like that, and he's rebuilding his best car shit but uh when you look at the ship, you know it's it's, it's, it's a ship of a guy who's really good at his job who's just trying to find the right score, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like everybody went on the, like just before they're on the brink of actual success. And I think that's what we see kind of in this episode. It's um, practical. Yeah.
2: I mean, obviously it has a, you know, carbon freezing chamber in it. Uh, so that was. Yeah. That can
3: store what? Four or five at least that we at saw? At least.
2: Yeah. So we saw those. Okay. So the first one we saw was, I'm trying to remember. Um, Oh, it was, it was a Rodian. And then it was like a younger, it almost looked like a younger girl. And then did that, the last guy, people are saying it looked like George Lucas.
3: Oh, interesting. I can see that, I guess. The last
2: guy. The last, the last uh, the, there are three carbon slabs that are floating there. People are saying yeah. that the third one looked like George Lucas. Interesting. I can see yeah. that. Josh, we lost
4: your video, by the way. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna to have to watch that again with that in mind.
3: I'm gonna watch it again tonight. Once uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my wife watch it. Yeah, watch and, like, like, and, and just be like, enjoy what I love. Yes, <laughs> soak this in. <laughs> Submit to me.
2: <laughs> Another interesting thing that I that I caught on the ship was uh, when the guy, the Mithril guy, was talking to him. He said, uh, "Is it true you guys never take off your helmets?" Which Okay, in the Clone Wars, um, the Death Watch guys, were, which were like the old school militarized warrior like uh, clan of the Mandalorians, they took off their helmets. The um, you know the 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 Duchess and her people, which were like pacifists, they never wore helmets. But you now, look
3: at, you look at Kotor. I think Candras Ordo, right?
2: He didn't mm-hmm. wear a helmet. Yep, he took off his helmet, but now it seems that like they keep their helmets on. Like we see several Mandalorians later in this episode, they all had helmets on. They all kept their helmets on. Well, yeah, they're that...
1: also like not relaxed in their home chilling either. They're all basically right. doing their jobs, working and such. They're,
3: I, their uniform—it's d- part of what they do. Yeah, I, I doubt he sleeps in it. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's probably not.
1: I was sitting in private just, oh, this helmet's so sweet. I'm never taking this bitch off.
3: But there was, there was one thing on this list here too is uh the vac tube. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, bathrooms we, in Star Wars. We we assume that bathrooms obviously exist because people have to do their business, but uh, we have never seen a toilet.
2: Well, oh. this is the second can we toilet, like- right? Yeah. Wait, second can toilet? If you count galaxy's edge
3: <laughs> well galaxy's edge has several toilets so this might be like the 50th canon toilet.
2: <laughs> well i'm saying like the first appearance of a canon because supposedly galaxy's edge is canon yeah. and uh that period so there there are toilets there or freshers is what they we used to call them in the old expanded universe but now uh Re- refresher yeah well just yeah the i think they just called it the fresher and, and, hmm. I think,
3: it's, Brian? I think it be the refresher
1: yeah I have no idea what Star Wars toilet lore is <laughs>
2: oh, no, then we go to the, uh, the volcanic like the planet it almost looked like it was like volcanic spewing out like uh, molten ash they don't tell us what any of these planets are like there's no mention of planet names right there, there's That's no true. title card it could still I mean, come in though When you go back and look, like it looks like a vault. Just like basically, it's like a volcano has come out, and it's still like smoking. And they've cut the town, like that main strip of town, out of this volcanic rock. But uh, so, imperial credits they still spend. He tries to like. it, It looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder about the empire. He doesn't want to accept imperial credits. He even takes half. Um, the payment in calamari flan. Which uh, I, I'm
3: wondering who came up with that name for money. Yeah, I'm going to guess.
2: Great dessert and it's delicious. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going <laughs> to guess either Dave Bologna or, uh, or John Favreau. That's my guess.
3: Like, I'm not sure I, w- I would want a flan made by a calamari. <laughs> it's like a cow pie. I it's a love weird, f- weird combo. I would love a flan made by my Mexican wife. But uh, when it comes to well,
2: what about fl- what about a flan soup made by uh, uh, Carl Weathers? There, I, I, I think
3: I think they could have chosen a better currency for that. To be honest, like yeah, I, have, well. I have I have calamari flan. Good God, everyone knows what flan is, not in the Star Wars universe, it's, evidently. Man, call it something else, please. That that was an, I guess that's another pickle that I have with this. I loved every minute of it. But when you say calamari flan, I was I shook my head and I was like, "What?"
1: It does sound like that's something that
3: they excrete.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe Uh, never know.
3: I mean, because we, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, I guess, I guess we call it like the American dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah, like what's a dollar? But uh, and I know they're mon. We call them moncals for short. But I think uh, I think there there could have been a better term for the denomination of the currency. Dave, worse than McClunky. the flan, the flan,
4: Dave, the, the
3: cal- calamari flan, because calamari is a thing that exists here, and flan's a thing that exists here. And when you say calamari flan, <laughs> brain pictures, yummy. Is no, it's not pleasant. It's not the fuck you, it's not what the fuck you put on the table. I tell you that. <laughs> and one thing that I really appreciate about this is that I think like 80 to 90 percent of the trailer footage that we saw
2: oh yeah it's from this episode was in this
3: first episode so yeah yeah now i'm even more excited as to what we're gonna see coming in the
2: in the future and i'll bet you like the next episode or two um i i i'm willing to bet like all the footage we've seen have been from the first three episodes
4: yeah i think that would make sense yeah, so yeah, I mean with the
1: the cliffhanger ending or that bombshell of an ending of this episode, how much can you truly <laughs> show yeah. a trailer to without giving a lot away?
2: So, this is some of the footage that we already saw at like uh from Star Wars Celebration where he goes to um to collect this next bounty and he's greeted by the uh the Jabba's palace-esque droid door answer, dro- you know, the, the
3: I lo- I
0: love
2: I love that
3: oh yeah it made it feel old school I, like that that felt really good to me
2: this whole I, just the way this is all shot the way it's paced just is like this shouts original trilogy to me um the next thing that i noticed was uh um the imperial guy what's his name the old guy bizarre? Yeah, Werner Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. I don't know the character's
4: name, if they even said it.
2: I don't think, yeah, the client. Client. Yeah. This is what uh, Fernandez, Mark Fernandez from the Collider uh, uh, YouTube channel said. He's a big Star Wars Galaxies fan. He's like, this isn't a slight, but I feel like this is Star Wars Galaxies, the television show.
3: You know what? And that pleases me. That game needs to be redone in some sort of way.
2: Oh, yeah uh, the next thing i noticed was the uh the glass the guy with the uh the glasses um his name was dr pershing so first live action glasses in star wars yeah interesting. so i don't i don't know if they're uh can you guys see the picture on my screen
4: i guess i've never thought about that with with the glasses yeah, how so- interesting
2: can you guys see him on my screen here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if they're like they, they're shaded, so I don't know if they're more just sunglasses. He's trying to be like John Lennon of the Star Wars universe, or <laughs> that's it for sure. Now uh he's offered payment in Beskar, which uh we're told be good to get it back in the hands of the Mando's. Uh Beskar was uh mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Uh the the big bald guy was asking kind of making fun i i caught like it was like very disrespectful like uh, to the mandalorian like oh is that real beskar and yeah. scratches his armor before he you know gets taken out um and he offers uh warner herzog offers the mandalorian if he were to complete this job uh comptono of beskar which um, a comptono is the canon name for the ice cream maker that Willrow Hood runs around in with you know the running of the Wilrow Hood at celebration and such interesting and we know from John favreau's Instagram that there is that uh, a comptono that ice cream maker was on set of the Mandalorian.
3: Interesting. You know, and yes. I do think that, yeah, the guy was being condescending to him in the bar, but uh, I think that, th- that this is probably so far out from spaces, which is why uh, he didn't take the other bounty jobs. 5,000 doesn't even cover fuel. So you assume he's traveling large distances, right? Um, and he's here at this random place, and yeah. I, I don't I, I do think it was kinda of sending because I don't think a lot of people understand what the Mandalorians maybe were if they were so far away. Maybe they heard some stories and stuff like that, but all they probably know is that they were taken over. You know what I mean?
2: Well mm-hmm. the Ugnolt Ugnolti, um He's heard stories of the Mandalorians, but he's never met one. And I mean, obviously the mithril guy from the beginning, he he's heard stories about him. He's like, Oh, I've heard you guys never take off your helmets. I've heard, you know, everybody's heard stories. It's kind of like, almost like the Jedi, like they're well-known, uh, everywhere he goes, he's, you know, the Mandalorian, he doesn't need to announce what he is, where he is. Like they are a known quantity in the galaxy.
3: Yeah, well, and he also—I don't think he can because just when he went to take the best guard to the, uh, you know, the, the armor, armor smith. Yep. Um, she had said something along like, "Have you revealed your crest yet?" You know. Oh
2: yeah, your signet has your signet. Been sig- your signet,
3: yeah, which I assume is more like, a, which is technically like a crest. a crest, but uh, you know, which which might dictate which clan he belongs to or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I think that's going to be very important in the next few episodes as well.
2: All right, so in talking about that when he goes down there, it's it's shown that uh somebody's pointing out that there are, he walks past several other mandalorians including a couple mandalorian kids also wearing helmets. Yeah. And with that bright people are saying that that is a very similar color scheme to uh Boba Fett I don't think it's, it's Boba Fett. It's not Boba Fett. It, it, it's it does a, it's a similar color scheme. It even has the dent. Does it? It has the dent. Dent she in the helmet. I yeah, see I I guess
4: I'd have to see it in a better high res image to know if it's like this the exact same dent. Yeah,
2: I don't I mean, think
4: that's Boba Fett though.
2: Yeah, and I mean if you look on his uh oh, what do they call that there? Uh oh, not his shoulder. What's it called what'd you say, Brian? Shoulder pauldron or something. Pauldron. Like that. Pauldron, that's the word. Yeah, there is like a crust on this guy's pauldron or a signet. Um but yeah, that whole conversation that might be one of the like the best little spots in the in this first episode. Because you get uh you get the flashbacks, right? Of him as a kid. He says he was a foundling. He's like donating his access to foundlings like displaced other Mandalorians. Yeah. And yeah, so I just this whole thing is very telling for Mandalorian culture at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, seems like it's a hard knock life for them. <laughs> yeah, and they mentioned the a great purge. And they the say purge. Well, so that's I mean, we when you say purge in Star Wars, you automatically go to Jedi Purge. I don't think they're I think they're talking about like a purge of the Mandalorians. Like when we leave Mandalorians in canon, the last we saw them was in Star Wars Rebels. And it was uh, shortly before A New Hope. And they had just liberated their planet from the Imperial, um, like the Imperial assigned leader and became somewhat like free again. But they also had a super weapon essentially that uh, was they put on top of atsts that and that virus or something no that was uh that's old eu but the oh. um the super weapon actually one of the the mandalorian character in star wars rebels uh created and it what it did was basically uh had an attachment to that beskar armor that mandalorian steel and it would fry the mandalorians so it totally incinerates the person. Wow. But it leaves their armor totally intact. This is in rebels, okay. Yeah, so this is canon. And that's like they were able the rebels were able to like uh stop their we- that weapon for a period of time. But I mean the Imper- the Empire is not gonna take lightly to like an insert like an uprising. So I'm guessing this is probably where how they got all the Mandalorian armor. Because, I mean, look at that. You see a field with just tons of Mandalorian armor laying around. Wow. Yeah, that would make sense. When does Rebels take place? Rebels takes place between episodes three and four, leading almost up to episode four. Okay, okay. Episode four. So basically during the original trilogy something happened to the mandalorians and we can assume it was this purge but uh this is where we get the flashbacks uh how he became a foundling yep but uh i have spoken what do you guys think about uh the ugnolt oh, um, i loved it i loved uh, his
4: character yeah
2: he was great I hope there is
4: more of him. That was my biggest thing is I'm going to be a little disappointed if that's all we got.
2: I'm pretty sure in one of the clips for one of the TV spots that came out, we see, uh, in the, the ship with the Mandalorian. Okay. All right. Here's my
1: thing with that, that whole scene. It was fun. I liked it, but he's all, Oh, you have to learn to ride it because that's the only way to, to get where I'm going. Um, what about my spaceship, bro? (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah
2: i i mean there's a couple You're ways you could, to
4: think that hard i i Uh-oh. think
2: that i don't think he was it wasn't like i it's i don't think it wasn't possible for them to take a spaceship or a speeder there it was more like just his way of doing things it seems like he's i don't know if they're okay. gonna make it like ug all ug knots are very like matter of fact i have spoken Look, but I know
1: you like to argue everything star wars is untouchable to you josh roach You have an argument for everything. That's cool. That's cool. But here's another one. Uh, He basically told them what when he got there that he helped all of the bounty hunters that came that way, right? Right. Okay. So then towards the end of their encounter when they get to the place, excuse me.
2: Jeez. Don't choke on your aspirations, (laughs) Koundoogie.
1: But they get there and he's all like, why did you help me? and he's like well because you're a mandalorian so are we to assume that he helped all the other ones because they were all mandalorians too like
3: (laughs) no i think i mean i think at that point in time that he was he was done helping people he he assumed that there was no hope left then all of a sudden a mandalorian that he had like that he had heard tales about and even said you'll make short work of them i imagine because you're a mandalorian yeah um, you know, may- maybe he was going to give it one more shot on top of the fact that he got, you know, another, another thing to write, another blurb. Deserve this.
4: Since these ones arrived, this territory has been an endless stream of mercenaries seeking reward and bringing destruction. Then why did you guide me? They do not belong here. Those that live here come to seek peace. There will be no peace until they're gone. Then why do you help? I have never met a Mandalorian. I've only read the
2: stories.
0: If they are true, you will make quick work of it.
2: Yeah, so I don't think he's saying he did it because he was a Mandalorian. Like, specifically, he said he helped all these guys. They all failed. And he's like, all right, yeah, everybody who comes here is looking for, you know, violence. But these but guys are the them. reason for violence, and so he's like, okay. So in this case, I guess the ends justifies the means, and he's just trying to get rid of these guys because okay, they're the source. Now of
1: we're gonna get to—he's gonna take care of everyone down at that compound. He's not gonna have any more blurgs. Who's not gonna have more blurgs? He's not, he's not gonna have help catching more blurgs or blurgs or whatever. The, oh, the freaking true. tyrannosaurus semen. <laughs>
2: He seems like he does a pretty good job getting them all by himself.
1: <laughs> I, I'm just being a smart ass. <laughs> yeah, no, my my number one gripe, which, you know, me, I like to pick things apart for fun, is that he could have just flown a spaceship there. But I think what we were really supposed to get out of the whole scene was I think Mandalorians are supposed to have some sort of animal
2: taming skills or something. Yes. Right. The mythosaur. So I get that. Which is the skull and Boba Fett's I, I, pauldron yeah. and. We which see are that skull above Mandalorians. yeah yeah so they were from mandalore like they tamed them and rode them back in the day that's well, canon the mythosaurs
1: were native were like the number one on the food chain right uh, and the mandalorians weren't even originally from mandalore they went there and killed them all yeah <laughs> essentially and took over
2: yeah, so. and he calls that all out. Your ancestors rode the great mythosaur. So he's basically like, uh I think he just likes to ride blurgs Maybe he just doesn't like flying. Like yeah, Obi-Wan. He's just know. like, yeah, I'll help you out, but Did I ain't getting in a ship. They
1: he was in a trailer in his ship. Come up with something different
2: than Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he never met a man a Mandalorian, but he had read the stories. So, uh Okay, well. I've spoken. <laughs> Well, it seems to be like that
3: with many people who come across a Mandalorian and some some. You know. Watch,
1: the the big reveal is going to be the last episode of this this season. He's going to take his helmet off, and it's a fucking Bothan.
3: I would, I I really would love to see a Bothan in this series. I've been oh. wanting to see a Bothan for so long, and it, really, what I want to see is a Bothan running. I want to know what a Bothan looks like. <laughs> <laughs> a Bothan running,
1: I imagine yeah. it would
3: look something like
1: James McAvoy in what's that split oh, movie?
3: Oh, or, split, yeah. yeah. No, nice, there you go. I recently watched Glass. how about James
2: McAvoy in Chronicles of Narnia? Oh, of I, yeah, <laughs> a little more I like just, that.
3: I just want to, I want to see, I want to know if a Bothan is a biped or if they're a quadruped, and if it's a biped when they're just like casual. But if they're running, trying to steal the Death Star information, that's what I want to see. I want to see one with the Death Star information in their mouth, <laughs> them running like a greyhound. That's all I've wanted to see for like ten years. Mm. If I see that, I can die a happy man. And the Kowakian monkey lizards
2: that were in cages and being fried.
3: Oh yeah, that's and the door eyeball guard.
2: Oh, yeah, and even, like, the gong droids, just, like, little things in passing that automatically transport you to, it's just that Star Wars visual language.
3: Right, but it's, I think it's, I think it's something that can bring in new fans and also keep old fans, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we see all these references, we know what they're talking about and things like that. Right.
2: Yeah, um... I liked that, so I think that's something that's been missing from the new, from the sequel movies, is our classic Aliens. Like, you see Twilix in all of the original, you know, a lot of the original trilogy. You see, uh, like, the Niktoes. You see, you know, we don't see any Bothans, but, you know, you see... I know none of those words. (laughs) You don't know the word Bothans? (laughs) I know Boffins, but. You don't know
4: Twilik. Nicktoes and Twatlets. I don't understand. T- not Twilets.
2: Twilex. Not twi- <laughs> Twilets. Twi-leks. Twi-leks. Josh, is, Josh and G is using a hard they're, eye. They're Twilex. They're Twi. There can be Twilex or Twilex. Either one. Twilex
3: are the, are the. That's racist. Primarily females with the, the horn tails. They're leku The, the Leku. Yeah, the, yeah. the Leku. The,
1: oh. the,
4: green, the green girl who was dropped. Like Bit Fortuna
1: exotic dancers the, yeah. oh, oh oh Bib-Fortuna oh okay
4: a, there you go the exotic it, dancers that's all you it, had to say yeah. <laughs> bib-
1: if, 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 if bib fortuna B- ones that probably wouldn't take too kindly is their kind of being known for exotic dancing but hey
4: there's a lot of a twi- blondes that would feel the same too but if bib fortuna
3: is a twi'lek I don't blame them for straying outside of their species
2: look at
1: those head knobs man that's Mm. But we yeah.
2: know we were talking a few episodes ago about how all like twileks use uh, have like a head uh, covering. He doesn't, man.
1: He's just whipping it I around. I don't think they can make, make
2: one that it. big.
1: who? It's like
2: yeah. yeah. I look at the <laughs> that, this
3: Fortuna is a twilek who has like contracted genital warts on his head in a
2: massive scale <laughs> That's something. That's, no, that's probably
1: uh, why he's such a weak-minded fool.
2: Yeah, he he is very weak-minded. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, Nicktoes, I'm pretty sure that Nicktoes are on the skiff The that's and so that's what like basically all the bad guys at this encampment are at the end of the Mandalorian, which also just made me think of Star Wars Galaxy's hardcore. You go, you get a mission. You have to go find an encampment. And just like scanning the encampment from afar, and you're like, okay, oh, it's a whole bunch of Nictos, or it's a whole bunch of twilights It's usually just it was usually just like a cluster of one species. It was very uh, nostalgic for me for for that reason. No, so what did you? I mean, what did you guys think of this last sequence and the intro of IG Eleven?
1: Okay, it was awesome watching IG Eleven tear shit up, and then also if you think about it these are what the good guys right because they're trying to do a bounty for the empire at this point so you assume that the guards around baby yoda are
2: possibly the good guys
4: yeah that's what i was thinking
1: then it goes to show you that even the good guys fucking suck at firing guns (laughs) (laughs) this is this
4: is true
3: like they all suck well i mean I, I, I kind of disagree because IG took a lot of hits. That's true. Too. And, and the
2: Mandalorian, one. didn't he get hit at least He did once? a couple of times. I think, yeah, yeah, I think at least once.
1: I, IG, he, he got, got hit, hit once, too. and then he got hit like three times in a row with the, the minigun. And all that fire in between, he just kind of stood there like, ha, 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 ha. Well, he's...
2: He's really thin, he's spinning back and forth right, that's
1: cool, mister. Nothing is wrong in star Wars no <laughs>
2: uh, so definitely like you know and that but I mean that's not even just Star wars that's a very yeah, it's, i it's mean plot is, armor is what it, it is real- and one thing that's that still frustrates me about this is
3: when they get there and they get to uh the baby Yoda as you'd said right um it's obviously not Yoda but well, uh
1: it's Yaddle and Yoda's child.
3: Well, Yaddle. Yada. Is yada. Canon. Yada. Yada. I don't even think Yaddle is <laughs> Yaddle canon anymore. Oh, Yaddle's oh, definitely canon. First movie. She's a hundred percent canon. She can't right, not be canon. I, I don't think you can actually spot her in like the recuts and stuff like that. She's there. Okay. And then well, she's not anymore. That that, that really mean, regardless, uh, IG and the Mandalorian get up there, and the IG droid has a very different directive than the Mandalorian was given. So I wonder if it came from a different person because yeah, i thought it was uh, yeah. alive and alive yeah. only
1: and then he's like well i have to kill it so yeah, yeah and, but then if-
3: that confused me because obviously like uh warner herzog's character said you know we'll, we'll pay you a smaller fee if it's if there's proof of death but they very clearly want them alive
2: well, okay, here's here's kind of what I took from that. Like, Warner Herzog, he's saying, and then he goes into his whole of like, you know, bounty hunter, hunting is a complicated profession. So, eh, if it has to die, you know, okay, that's fine. It appears that Dr. P- Pershing from The Mandalorian has the same insignia as the Camino Cloners.
1: Hmm. Wow. Makes you wonder about that ending again. Right.
2: He's very, I mean, they're trying to get that, the asset, the baby. So do we think that, because it seems that they were working for the same guild, right? Like I mean, there's like, so
1: many guilds. Who well, knows? They're both like, oh, I'm, I'm part the of the guild, guild too. He well, presents the- himself
2: like, hey, I'm in the guild.
1: Yeah, the the, the
2: bounty there's hunter guild main, is a thing. There's one yeah.
1: main guild, and there's a ton of like small guilds or small factions within the guilds, so. right?
2: Like there's River Souls, there's the
3: NWA. There's... I just think I just think that there's another source that for the bounty. Yeah, that that gave the droid the information that it needed to go down because the droid obviously wants this thing dead. Herzog's character wanted him alive, and then all of a sudden, this droid doesn't um and it it, it, dead was fine but they had a very clear opportunity to take it alive and the droid was like no
2: do you think it's a possibility that uh herzog was hedging his bets like he was just saving face in front of the doctor who very adamantly wanted him alive herzog not so much that he's like okay i'll just hire a different bounty hunter and
4: it's possible but i bet there's multiple people that were on this now, what
1: are the odds that it's not even a baby Yoda? What if it's a baby Jabba creature? What if it's a baby? <laughs> That's pop? what
4: they look like when they're young.
1: Hey, they might have baby eyes, and then it's a year
2: 100 that they go one way or the other.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let's
2: talk about that, okay? 50 years old
1: timeline. I brought that
2: up. Yeah. So throw that out, Brian. Okay.
1: So uh, you know, when I was watching it, I was doing some quick. I don't know how well it adds up, but. This is technically, what, nine, ten years after Yavin, the Battle of Yavin. Right. The Baby Yoda's 50. Right. So born 40 years before the Battle of Yavin, and like 41 something or other. Also, also within that year would be Anakin Skywalker, yin and yang, perhaps?
2: Yeah, it'd be Anakin Skywalker. So they were essentially Anakin and this were both their brothers conceived. What if it's like twins? And this is the leftover. This is the uh, mind blown. Danny DeVito. Yeah, this is, this is the last Arnold thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
4: No, I'm not saying they're twins. I'm this just, is the last thing the Emperor knocked up.
1: <laughs> or hey, there's another possibility is that they're trying to get Baby Yoda for the Emperor's to possess or whatever to come back. Ooh.
4: Oh. I want. I want to say I didn't know that Yaddle was a thing. I find that to be a hilarious name. I hope this child's name is Yiddle, so we can have Yoda, Yaddle, and Yiddle because that sounds <laughs> awesome. Well, what about Yada, or, or uh, y- Yada? Is or Yodel? You? Yodel? Joddle.
1: Okay. Joddle. Okay. The other, uh, I got a non-canon Jedi Master Yoda
2: creature. That Vandar was, from yeah. the Old Republic. Yeah. See, do, uh,
3: Count Count Dukey, uh, you brought up a point that I think is probably. Potentially valid uh, for the, for the emperor because it did bring up uh, empire credits early on, and then when he meets Werner Horzog or Horzog, 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 can never remember that guy's name. Good God, um, he was surrounded by what looked like dilapidated stormtroopers.
2: Well, he had a giant imperial like flavor flave medallion on. Yeah, so yes, it's the the flavor of flavo Star Wars.
3: I I'm on I'm on Count Dooku's side here. I think that the Emperor wants this child or at least its DNA for yeah, maybe, like, maybe for cloning. What are the
1: odds that I mean, most of the episodes besides what one are coming out before the movie, right? Yes, like, that's the, the last real, one. We're going to get a bomb reveal right before the the movie comes wow. out. Wow. She's actually him. Yoda.
2: Wait, what? She's actually Yoda. Are you just reading up how they got the Yaddle puppet? Yes. Yeah. Um, So it was originally a Yoda puppet that they didn't like, which I think looks better than the Yoda puppet that they went with. Okay. Um.
4: So I got to get going. This has been a real fucking McClunky of a (laughs) night.
2: Well, hey, Chad, what's your uh, hit us with your uh, what your theory is that like off the top of your head like. It's a baby Yoda, 50 years old. We see here that uh, Dr. Per- Pershing, like he's seems to have the Kaminoan emblem worn by all clones, so he might be connected to cloning. What do you think?
4: I think that it's very possible this is a clone of Yoda or an attempted clone of some kind that uh, could have the Emperor behind it. In some way, um, however, I don't think that this character, um, Doctor Pershing, I don't necessarily think that he wants to like kill it or do anything bad with it necessarily, because um, he seemed to definitely want it alive, and he was very insistent on that. Um, so I, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Hmm.
3: Yeah, because I mean, because this is only the third Yoda esque character in canon right that, that i can remember right so uh, they're obviously rare well what what really um what you have
1: to look at is this is the third canon the fourth if you count the nine altogether. together every single one of them minus what we know about baby yoda are super high metachlorine count force users
2: yeah i mean okay so it used to be thought like people said like maybe yoda was a will you heard about the journal of the wills the guardians of the wills um people used to you know that was like a major theory back in the day this could be a yoda clone we have a clone like a guy that linked to cloning i don't think so i think that'd be a stupid way to go
4: i think yoda and yaddle got together is that a thing can they were they even alive at the same time? See, that's just it. Yeah, we, they're know. both
2: sitting but on the council I think in episode it would one. be Cool. If it was there,
4: you a
1: go. Clone fucking alien. Like, why does it have to be a clone just because it's Star Wars? I would love to. I deeper yeah. into Yoda's. Well, here's the
2: thing. Like, people like, how much have we actually gotten clones? We've had Jango Fett clone for the clone army. I mean, yeah, we had a new I mean, millions
1: army of them right there. Clones. <laughs> That's so, I mean, lot.
2: cloning is a known quantity. It's a known factor in the Star Wars universe, but it really doesn't show up as often as you think it would. You'd think you'd be getting some like island-like stuff. Is it yeah, a known wait, quantity wait, or wait, a clone
3: quantity? You wouldn't expect Yoda or, or Yaddle to go get or themselves Yittle. cloned. Well, so what it if it
2: wasn't yoda's or yoda didn't know about it like what if the emperor had him cloned and obviously they're wanting to study this mysterious this guy's wanting to study him
1: here's a good argument against why i don't think it would be a clone because look at the the clone army what it took them 12 years to get them to adult stage or whatever this baby is aging according to the actual species like why wouldn't they speed up its aging process to get it to where they want it to be (laughs)
3: <laughs> i mean maybe it's entirely possible that
2: it's it's a child of yoda i guess but uh I... all right so in old canon i don't know if it is in canon now but Kaida mundi the conehead jedi master
3: yes we know
2: yes he was uh, he was uh like his species was endangered and so he was allowed to father children because his species was dwindling.
1: Now that's the Star so Wars special he, I want to see is Yoda. He fucked in.
2: Yoda. <laughs> well, so, I mean, my point is like, if we've only ever seen Goodness you know, fields. two Yoda and Yell, like would they be allowed to make baby Yodels? <laughs>
1: Come in, I am.
2: <laughs> Show me your dark side, Yoda.
4: <laughs> okay, on that note, I really do have to go. So I want to wish everyone a happy McClunky Life Day. <laughs> McClunky, and, you. <laughs> Chad, I have spoken.
2: That's
1: McClunky.
4: That's it. All right. See you guys.
2: See, see you, Chad. Later. Okay. See so what? What are your? What's your thought then? Uh, on Baby Yoda? Uh, what? Like what I was saying is uh, sorry.
3: Uh, child woke up so. <laughs> She, she says. She says she doesn't want it. She, she doesn't want to be Yoda. But uh, what I think is, it, you know, it's entirely possible that it could be a, a child of Yoda, and it's entirely if the species is endangered, and who knows where they are, what planet they're on. It's possible that there are more out there somewhere, and like we had talked about earlier, that that these people were in charge of keeping the child safe, and like Count Dookie said, I'm on I'm on his side about yeah the, the empire wants wants this maybe it's one of palpatine's uh contingency cl- minions, plans yeah that, that he had um just like we saw at the end of battlefront 2 things like that um so it's it's hard to say it's hard to draw conclusions and every conclusion sounds just as dumb and plausible as the last so <laughs> who, who knows what's gonna exactly happen i i I think it would make sense. I mean, you know, to, to tie in everything, yeah, this is this this could be a child of Yoda. But it also makes the exact same sense that this is part of Yoda's race and like was what was brought up earlier, that every one of them that we have seen has Very been force sensitive. Force.
0: Yeah.
3: I, you know, it's kinda like the night sister type thing, you know what I mean? Um maybe their race is kinda like that. And they're just naturally gifted with their mm. long life. they can learn to harness whatever minute they they're have.
1: just creations of the force, You're right, yeah, I mean who, if they're the wills,
2: I mean, if they are in fact the wills, which are like arbiters of the force almost
3: yeah and 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 you would have to imagine like the last shot is the Mandalorian reaching out his finger for the you know baby Yoda as we're calling it right now to to reach out and grab it. You would have had to think that after him growing up in the Clone Wars that he had had to have heard of Yoda right, at some point in time and then sees this and and, know, and kind of knows what Yoda looks like through stories, just like people had heard stories of the Mandalorians. I'm, I'm sure there's stories of Jedi and, I'm, and especially stories of Yoda. They're, he had had to have heard of him and what he had looked like and then sees this baby and is like, God, I, maybe I can't do it. You know, and they, they paint this guy, the Mandalorian at the very beginning, to be this hard ass, badass dude that's unbeatable. And then you see him try to ride the blurg, and you see and you Well know, and he gets
2: taken uh, out by the
3: blurg essentially. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but then even trying to ride it, you see yeah. you see something he's not, not infallible. Yeah, you see something that he can't do, you know what I mean? That that you you see kind of like the human, I guess, aspect of him. And that's- uh, that
2: they, that's something about this episode. It's all from his point of view. Well, we don't ever get us. Yeah, we don't ever get a scene where it's like, okay, the Mandalorian leaves and Werner Harzog is like.
1: Um, that's not entirely true. We see the little blue guy
2: looking at a pisser, but uh, yeah, but, but he's but, like watching him the whole time. Essentially, fine. yeah, know
3: like he he's dead. like as soon as as soon as the guy's wandering around toward, and he finds the carbonite chambers, or whatever the the carbonite frozen previous bounties he he sees he as soon as he turns
2: around the he's there. He, like the Mandalorian is probably watching him on a security camera the whole time but I mean other than that yeah. like it's all from his point of view once we're introduced to the you know we see the Mandalorian at the beginning he's outside the bar and then we get a, a you know a couple seconds inside the bar before he walks in but the okay what I wanted to talk to you guys about is potentially how this really throws a big curveball to what we've always thought of Yoda. So if Yoda's 900 years old and this baby is 50 years old and still a baby, like what does that make Yoda? Is Yoda just like middle aged? Did he not really die old? Right. right. Well, like,
3: no, I mean he was like, walking with a cane. You know what I mean. And he was nine hundred. Uh, like early species, onset. Uh, different species have different aging rates. Like, yeah, but I mean, adult, think about dogs. Nine hundred really wouldn't
1: be that old if that infant was only fifty. Still, fifty is old as, you know, balls. But it's still an infant. So, do they like have one period of puberty where like fifty years is really three hundred?
3: Like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's probably the case. To be honest, because hmm. Yoda, Yoda was an older gentleman, and he was he was walk, walking. Or he used the Force to hop and skip and whatever. But right. uh, you know, I think it's probably a a species related thing. Like once they hit a certain age, they age rapidly for a while, hmm. just like you know, just like dogs do. Like they're they're adults by the time they're a year old. But for the first, you know, two because or
1: three I mean, think about it. If this baby, we'll just assume in human years, one human year is fifty Yoda years, right? Okay. According to this baby timeline, right? Assuming, you know, that would make Yoda eighteen at death, hmm. because you know that's nine hundred. And he also well, hey. said
2: when I have trained Jedi, doesn't he say he trained Jedi for eight hundred years? Right, and he's nine hundred when he dies.
3: Yeah so maybe maybe they they grew up fast maybe and here's just a theory about space and travel and stuff like that maybe this planet that uh, the mandalorians on or or wherever they they kept they kept this baby yoda up until the point that it got there was in a spot that didn't age as fast
2: as the rest of the universe. Like they kept
1: you know? Baby
3: Yoda on a, a light speed ship for
1: some yes. years or something.
2: All right. What about the possibility that he's been in like cryo freeze or carbon freeze? That, that, that
3: is yeah. super plausible. That makes more sense the to me baby? than what I just said. Like what I had brought yeah, up the from baby.
2: Like, I don't, Interstellar.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think that the baby has not been frozen at all. I think that would be too much of a risk to put yeah. a very valuable asset in carbon
2: like that. Like Han Solo, who gives a shit if he dies? Well, uh, maybe not even carbon, but like bio well, freezing would I mean, be different than carbon freezing. More, well, I mean,
3: Han, Han Solo proved that carbonite could keep them alive, which is why the Mandalorian has well, been I mean, using yeah,
2: it to put all the bounties be alive. alive. You know what but I mean?
3: They
1: talked about there's a huge risk factor when they were yeah. freezing Han Solo that if he dies, well... I'm Well, mean, they said specifically they that
2: this chamber, it was a crude chamber.
3: And it could have been one of the first times, and this takes place, obviously, after that. And like, and like I said, you see the Mandalorian with alive bounties in cryostasis.
1: the purpose of freezing a Yoda, baby? Like, what would be the purpose?
3: So, I don't know. So to keep him alive until he's needed. Yeah. Probably. That's what I would think. Uh, there's probably another prophecy we haven't heard yet. I mean the things
1: just based on their lifespan is gonna be alive when he's needed compared to anyone that's raising him.
2: <laughs> yeah, so like so potentially in episode nine we see a little Yoda like figure. I mean, maybe
3: maybe it's easier to transport and get through customs and whatever you have to get through. If you come through with something in cryostasis, as opposed oh, that's to that's something we've never really checked out is the the customs in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Well, well I
1: mean,
2: we there's got there, back there, there,
3: tubes there, now. There was there, there was there was that in Solo.
2: But that's I, true. I, when
3: yeah. When they left when yeah. they left Corellia, you know, they yeah. had to go through. Oh.
2: So either I mean I think that I think that would be the easiest fix because like you're saying, Brian. That makes Yoda like 18 years old, unless there's like some huge jump at, I haven't said like, what if they're like a uh, a Pokemon and once they reach like a certain point, <laughs> they yeah, level see, up.
3: Yeah, I think that's gotta be the case. Like once they, hit, <laughs> <laughs> once they hit puberty, dude, it's like they skip like 300 years. Like, just like he said, it like, the make sense to me. It's like, you, you, it has to an be and you grow like crazy
1: i mean yoda had the the maturity and the mindset of a 900 year old not of an 18 year old you know in dog years yoda creature it's Mm. it it has to be like once it hits three or 150 like instead of one to 50 the ratio just skyrockets as far as everything else the anatomy who knows it's something we're probably never gonna know it's just it's interesting i think they have
0: to
3: I mean, so it's kind of, so if you look at it like as like the human anatomy, right? If you look at every other animal besides apes for the most part, um, as soon as they're born, within a few minutes they're walking, you look at giraffes, you look at deer, things like that, horses, Um, Hmm. the things that take the longest to care for typically are more powerful in terms of brain power, maybe in this case, force power. So Hmm. maybe you have to take care of the child for longer, but they end up growing faster later on and at that point in time
2: they greater potential
3: yeah they yeah, they the potential in terms of maybe just brain power maybe the force is extrapolated because of just their you know their anatomy
1: yeah i I'm, I'm just i i am hoping that we we do get to dive into the whole species or whatever the hell yoda is as a whole
0: like i that's think not is... a
1: clone i'm hoping there's some sort of backstory and more than well, we got some cells from that time that Palpatine was uh throwing senator seats at Yoda. <laughs> I don't know. Well it would have been before
2: that, right? It it would be pre episode one. Well, I just threw that out there. I wasn't I'm pretty I mean, sure you're right, because there's uh somebody else had posted, I think it was Mike Pappas from uh Rogue One was asking and somebody had put up um i think haas burkhart who's known as the star wars beard and knowledge said that um darth vader would have been 45 at the time of his death boom and this is five years after return of the jedi i see years that
1: just makes a way more interesting story too than a clone is like Here's the the light rises to meet the darkness all over again. We've come full circle. And
2: What if this Yoda is the darkness, though?
1: I mean, it if very Anakin well could was supposed be
2: to be the light, well,
1: supposed to be the light means he wasn't, is what you're saying. So that would be two darknesses, and then okay, then we have to have a two negatives really fucking awesome positive, I guess.
3: Yeah, and, and ray. One, thing, uh, one, one ray thing, of light, yeah, talk about too that I want to bring up real quick is the fact that IG-11 kept trying to self-destruct and said he could not be captured. And the Mandalorian just shot him in the head, leaving him there. Presumably, we haven't
1: seen I the don't next think, episode. I don't think we've seen the, the last of him, to be, to be honest. Now, I you bring up so, a
2: good really. point, though, Casey. Like, he said, like, uh, my... Uh, I can't remember the terminology. A manufacturer. Or manufacturer or the people like who sent me or whatever protocol yeah. says that I cannot be captured, I must self-destruct. Um. yeah, I I don't think we've seen the last of IG-11 in this. I think I mean, that
3: – Maybe that's why we get IG – Maybe IG-88 is the same IG-11. Maybe they just keep transferring memory. That's,
2: or, I mean, we've seen it before. Look at K2SO. He was a captured Imperial droid that was reprogrammed. What if the Mando reprograms him to be his, like – or just tries to get knowledge out of him?
3: It, it, could, it definitely could happen. It's just that they spent so much time – Self destruct. I have to self destruct. Oh yeah, blah blah blah. blah. And then he just gets shot in the head, and he's down. So if the Mando just leaves him there, there's going to be a problem for the Mando because they're both part of the guild. Hmm. He's got to cover his tracks. I think he. I think he does have to take the droid with him.
2: Yeah, it'll be. I don't like. This has got to be the main plot. We've not known anything really about the plot of The Mandalorian. We've just know that it's about a Mandalorian, and they showed us him shooting a bunch of stuff. Now, I mean, it's been toted about a lot that the Mandalorian is going to touch on the formation of the First Order. And now we have Baby Yoda. So I think, like, once you introduce Baby Yoda, like, you know how pissed everybody's going to be, I myself will be, if, like, he just takes Baby Yoda and that's, like, the last we see of Baby Yoda... No, the odds of that happening
3: are very low, very low. They wouldn't have, they they wouldn't just have this here as like, as like a thing, Uh, just like the IG droid. They wouldn't just have that there as like a thing. They're both going to be important roles uh, coming up, just like uh, grief's character and Werner Herzog's character finally said his name, right. For the first time tonight. Thank you. And
2: Dominic Pace's character.
3: Yeah, I know that I still have to go back and try to find. I couldn't find it. I I couldn't see him. I went back like three times to both the bar scenes. I assume we'll see him more.
2: Yeah, he he, he told me that uh, he's hoping to, uh, he's holding his breath. He hasn't even watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. Um, I mean, you have to
1: assume we're going to see him more because at the end of this episode, you know that all of a sudden. Well, not even the baby Yoda, I'm talking about uh, Dominic Pace just because this is going to be like, uh, what's that, John Wick where all the bounty
3: hunters are going to be coming after him now. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Again, Count Dookie,
2: our minds are aligned. See, great minds think like Count
3: Dookies. (laughs) Josh, I still use that saying all the time.
2: Great minds think like mine.
3: Yeah, I say that. Great minds think like mine.
2: Well, we do have... uh, a short voice message here from a uh, Din Skysinger. This is his take on the Mandalorian. Um, Casey, if you remember him, he's, uh, he's pretty well known in the Star Wars uh, podcasting community. And we met him at Celebration. Let's do it. Okay.
0: Hey, Talking Sith uh, podcast. Uh, it's great to uh, have the opportunity to leave a voice message about uh, my thoughts on The Mandalorian. I, just, I really only like to comment on this stuff when I feel I have something to offer. I haven't really heard talked about much. And the one thing I noticed is that um, there's a, there's, a, there's a real talking point on either how beautiful the show is or how slow it moves. And yeah, yeah, it has to be slow for a Western, but in even more significant than that, it moves at a pace, uh, which is reflective of George Lucas's visual style of storytelling. One of the reasons why his six movies are so rewatchable is he he said, if he wasn't a filmmaker, he would have been an abstract painter. And you could see that in every frame of every star Wars movie he made. And, the camera is always moving in a way where you can take in the design and the composition, which I would say is equal parts abstract art composition and, and then fine art. Um, the Mandalorian is a return to that and if think it goes against the sensibility of all action films made today, including like the MCU, which sometimes, you, I love the MCU, but sometimes you don't know what's going on, but you always do in a Star Wars movie and you can always watch the frames of a George Lucas movie and appreciate the design and apparently audiences today wouldn't like the thinking is they wouldn't like slow moving shots or um, a sci-fi fantasy but this show I think is proving that if something is well designed and well made it doesn't matter how um, slow it moves because you won't be able to resist watching You'll be sucked in like a, like a tractor beam, like the Karelian Corvette into a star destroyer. Star destroyer. Um, I think we're going to see more of people talking about how much they rewatch the show. I just watched the episode for a fourth or fifth time. I can't stop, and I really feel like this is all Dave Filoni as Lucas's Padawan, who's also a visual artist who understood this about his master. The new movies have been okay at this, but a lot of the times the shots move too fast. Like uh, the design may be there in *The Force Awakens*, um, maybe not quite to the *Mandalorian* level. But if you think of the *Tie Fight*, um, the *X Wing* and *Tie Fighter* sh- shot on Takedona where the the *X Wing's just flying and buzzing around the air in circles, that's not a design that sucks you in. That's not a shot that sucks you in to appreciate the compositional elements. Anyway, you could pause this show frame by frame and see what I mean, but in actuality, you don't have to pause. The shots are paced just perfectly that you can take everything in. Uh, Try watching it again with that in mind. Uh, The only thing I have to say is uh, I think there's a magic combo here with Filoni and Favreau, and uh, I've seen a picture of George Lucas on set helping out, um, like, sitting down and chilling. It looks like he's really involved. I feel like... Even though The Last Jedi has been my favorite Star Wars thing so far, I feel like there's a true magic and a true mythological future in this show. So thanks for having me on. You can find my music. Uh, the handle is F105 Music Everywhere.
3: So yeah, the, the first thing I want to tackle about that, I guess, is the slow burn. If you look at some of the best shows in recent history, it all had a slow burn. The biggest one that I can that is recently talked about as breaking bad with the el camino release yep. it's a slow burn but it certainly draws you in and it keeps you excited looking forward to the next episodes john favreau had even said that uh, he wanted this to kind of mirror the serials of the past which left a huge cliffhanger at the end just like lost did, just like breaking bad did so i think that this is gonna i hope we get several seasons of this i hope we get five six seven eight seasons of this because the slow burn theory works and as long as it's entertaining it's it's going to be successful
2: instagram today greetings from the set of the mandalorian season two john favreau yeah um good god
3: Uh, it's 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 absolutely insane. And also to go back to it, John Favreau did do an interview saying that um, he would love to do another holiday special. Oh, yeah. Which, which I think is why he's trying to slowly introduce Life Day into this.
4: <laughs> Let me bring but, um, this back again. Yeah,
3: but I, I do agree with what he said, too, in terms of composition and, and the, the overall look. Uh, this does harken back to the OT a lot which is what yep. a lot of people love. They love the look and they love the feel. It's it's very, very important.
2: And well, and it should. It's, it's that time period, right? It's five years after Return of the Jedi. It should look and feel like that time period. Maybe slightly different. We get that in just like little things like, you know, the the stormtroopers aren't as, you know, a spiff and sheen as they oh, should
3: be. Oh, good God. I love the
2: way they looked. It was fantastic. Yeah, they look like they've been through hell, which they ha- like those that are still wearing that armor have been. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, it could even be stolen armor. Who knows? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But holy moly. Um,
2: and I think what, I said it what? earlier, like it just feels like the original trilogy. Just the way it's, it's shot. It's,
1: it's even darker than that too, which makes it fantastic.
2: <laughs> well, it's like a natural progression, right? If you come through a war and then it on the other end it's you know some would say peace but in these outer regions it's more just chaos it's going to be darker
1: yeah i love it it's it's you know it's kind of what i want out of star wars because you know the what one two and three and even the more recent movies you know they get a little silly and campy and it's enjoyable but this this right here this is this is what i've been waiting for
3: Oh, yeah, I think this is what I think this is going to be the the thing that brings all Star Wars fans together, whether you like one trilogy or the other, or you like one movie and, don't, and you hate the other one. I think this is going to be something that brings everything together. And, and to harken back kind of what he talks about with Dave Filoni, I think Dave Filoni has a very good pulse oh, yeah. on the Star Wars universe. Um, and previously that was all animated, but he is very, very good at story. And uh, I would love to see, uh, like, uh, you know, they, they had the Ryan Johnson trilogy that's still kind of in flux. D.B. Weiss exited. I would Dave love, I would love a Dave Filoni trilogy. I think that he would do magic with it. And it, even if he needed a hand with some of the live action aspects, after watching the first episode, I don't think he does. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he's I think he's good to go.
2: Yeah, he learned at the feet, like like Din was saying. He is George Lucas's Padawan, and it's very cool to see, you know, the Padawans becoming the master now, and he's carrying that torch on. And like he said uh, about, I mean, we mentioned this earlier. Like the shots last just long enough for you to like look, like, oh, that is, I think that is a, you know, a battle droid arm. I know. Oh, I you know that is a Mandal, you know more Mandalorians back there. That is the Mythosaur skull. It's everything like hovers and lasts just long enough for you to take things in, and that's what the fun of watching, especially the original trilogy, and even episodes one, two, and three. There's you know like we were talking about earlier. If you shift the camera just slightly over to the side, you know you can get just as interesting of a story or from the side a story from these side characters as you can from the main characters. I
3: think that's the magic of Star Wars. I watched the episode just before coming on the podcast. It's been a very busy week. And uh, to summarize everything, I loved it. I I loved every second of it. And most of it felt like a movie. And I'm looking forward to next week.
2: Not even next week, man. Friday. Friday.
3: Good God, two days. Friday
2: is episode two. All right, Casey, well, uh, tell the people where they can follow you.
3: You can follow me at C. Schreffler on Instagram, Casey Schreffler on Facebook. Um, I have a little company called Centertainment, or if you look up Film Guy, F-I-L-M-G-Y-E, you can find out more about me and what I do. But uh, I, this, is, this is just a passion project, and I, I love
2: talking about Star Wars with my friends.
3: Count Dookie,
2: where can the people follow ye?
1: Uh, you know, you can just look up Brian Steber on Facebook, or if you have a personal little fetish for dog
2: shit, you can you know
1: research my company, the Kalamazoo Poo Crew, of course in Kalamazoo. So I mean, yeah. There's that too. That.
3: Gotta expand that. I'm in LA, bro. Come on.
1: All right. That. So now there's a new branch run by Casey Streffler over there, and <laughs> we can figure this out.
3: There's a ton of rich people out here that need help picking up their shit.
1: Right. So now we're gonna overcharge you if you live out in LA. So <laughs> and talk to my boy Casey. He'll get you hooked up with free yard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right guys and I am Josh Roach. We are the Talking Sith. You can follow us at all social media platforms at Talking Sith Pod. Let us know what you thought of The Mandalorian, what your theories on Baby Yoda are, clone or frozen in stasis, cryogenically frozen uh uh Benjamin Button uh Yoda who knows? Uh, well, if he was Benjamin
3: Button, he'd been born old. That was that was stupid.
2: Well, this is maybe maybe he's maybe they just he, figured he, he, that he'd been they, born
3: he'd have been uh, born
2: Yoda <sighs> age and
3: then gradually turned into what he is now.
2: Well guys, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I I can, that's gonna be getting that's gonna be getting oh man, that's gonna be one of my new favorite uh things from yeah. Star Wars. Huh? Oh yeah, I can't wait to use that <laughs> in my personal life. Yeah, it's either gonna it's gonna be very funny or get us in a lot of trouble. And uh, most of
3: the time, time most of the times, I'm the boss until uh, until it comes to the wife. Well, I guess I'll, this, try, I'll, try, exactly. I'll try. I'll
2: try both.
1: That's <laughs> when you I'll... drop the "I have spoken" and insert the McClancky.
2: This will be the end of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I was just going to say Star Wars coming up right around the corner, but guys, like we said, there's Star Wars like pretty much weekly from now until yeah, it's, it's, it's literally right <laughs> around every single corner oh man
3: and it's and not stopping until I'm- until i'm in michigan where it culminates in the skywalker
2: finale and so we'll be able to watch the penultimate episode of this season together that night and then get up have saga day and go see episode nine that's gonna be insane
3: then get two hours of sleep
1: and go to work the next day.
0: Awesome.
1: Wow.
2: And with that, we will leave you with Din's song from F-105 titled Desert Planet. You can find the link to the YouTube video in the description of this episode. May the force be with you. And you.
1: podcast is the intellectual property of talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.